0: got an absolute cracking show for you today and I can't wait to bring you this content. Now, before I get stuck into the episode, I'm actually going to explain to you what I'm going to be talking about and how I think you should use it. So firstly, what I'm going to be talking about today is the mental and physical cues that I like to use on some of the most common movements in the gym for myself and for my clients because what I see far too often is that people are way too focused on just moving the weight from point A to point B. Now, that's all well and good if you're in there just to get the reps done, uh, you know, tick off that box that you've been to the gym and then go home. But if you're serious about your results, serious about training in a way that's safe and effective, in a way that's going to help you build lean muscle mass, get stronger and actually improve and target and stimulate the muscles that you're trying to work, then execution on exercises is extremely important and far too many people are not putting enough importance on it. So hopefully today's episode can change your mind on how you approach an exercise because it's all well and good to go in and just punch out the reps, but there's a big difference between doing effective reps and just reps for the sake of doing reps. And you'll know exactly what I mean if you put some of these cues um, to use after you listen to today's episode. So how I want you to use this show in a way, is completely up to you, but I would say the most effective way is to listen to the whole show today, let it sink in. There's going to be a lot of information and a lot of cues that I'm going to bring up. Um, the episode itself won't be too long, but there are going to be a number of things that I mentioned that I think are extremely important, and these are things that I repeat over and over again in my own head when I'm training, and also to my clients. And if you're a client of mine, you'll know. I basically stand there, repeat the same shit over and over again, but... Over time, it creates that patterning where that mental and physical patterning where you're going to be doing the exercises that you're using in the gym in the most optimal and effective way. And that's what I want from, from, I want, want you guys to get from this episode today. So let the episode sink in. Then when you go back to the gym, if there's a lift that you're not certain about or something that you've forgotten from today, replay this episode, go to the lift that I'm specifically talking about and then listen to it again and start practicing these cues because it does practic take, <laughs> Maybe I should start practicing my English, but it does take practice. It does take time. Uh, strength training is a skill. It's not something that you're just going to pick up overnight. It's not something that you're going to be able to listen to this episode today and all of a sudden become the absolute master of squatting. It does take time. It takes practice, but I know what I'm going to share with you today is going to be effective and it's going to help you guys immensely with your training. So let's get stuck straight into the show and what I want to start with is a barbell chest press. Now regardless of whether that is decline, incline, flat, it doesn't matter and what I'm actually going to do for all these exercises that I mentioned today is give you the mental or give you the physical cues first so the things that you should be thinking about when you're setting up and performing the exercise but also the mental cues, some little tips and tricks that I like to use uh, to make sure that I'm getting the most out of the muscles that I'm trying to target. So the physical cues for a barbell bench press Is or barbell chest press is to lift up through the bottom of the rib cage firstly and pin your shoulder blades down into the bench. So you're actually arching through your lower back. So you're lifting up and pinning those shoulder blades down and that's just going to help you keep your shoulder blades in a safe position. The next thing is your elbow position. So far too many people have their elbows just winged out to the side putting a lot of pressure on the front of the shoulders as they get to the bottom of the rep. So what I want you to do instead is to slightly tuck those elbows in so they're roughly at about 45 degrees. That's going to protect the shoulders, keep the tension on the chest, which is what we're trying to actually work. And then the other things I want you to also think about is bracing your core and your glutes. So engage your glutes. And this is something that a lot of people don't think about, but it can be extremely, extremely effective. Now, lastly, I wanted to mention before I go into the mental cues is that the bar does not have to touch your chest. And I was listening to a great episode of the Muscle Intelligence Podcast the other day with Ben Pakolsky, and he was he had a guest on and they were talking about how, you know, for a lot of people, bringing the bar to the chest is an extremely unsafe way to do bench press because they don't have the mobility to do it. So, they're probably the people that are getting a lot of shoulder pain on bench press. So, you need to figure out where the sweet spot is for you. If you've got the mobility to go all the way to your chest, then do it. Um, obviously, if you're a powerlifter, crossfitter, whatever it may be, there's there's certain uh, techniques or certain ranges or exercises that have almost a prerequisite to, to be allowed. So obviously, if you're a power lifter, you do have to come to your chest, things like that. But for the average person that's trying to build muscle mass, trying to get strong, figure out where is the safest place for you to come down with the barbell on a chest press where you're feeling in your chest, you're not rounding your shoulders and you're getting the most out of the exercise being able to keep those shoulders pinned into the bench. And that's why a lot of the time I like to use dumbbells um, with clients. But they're the physical cues for the bench press that I think you should think about. Now, the mental cue is to think about trying to bend the bar. Now, what I mean by that is when you grip the bar, you're trying to pull your little fingers into the bar and actually bend it. Because what that is going to do is allow you to keep your elbows in the position they need to be in. It's going to allow you to keep your shoulders retracted and keep your chest up. So it's just a way to, to make sure that you're locking in. And a lot of people find that effective. When I tell them to bend the bar, automatically it kind of improves their posture, improves their, their form, their technique on the exercise. So that's something that I've found really effective. Now, the next exercise or group of exercises or even movements, I guess you could call them, is pull-ups or pull-downs. Now, the physical things you want to think about on a pull-up or a pull-down, firstly, is to relax your grip. So you're not using too much of your forearms and your biceps. So thumb over the bar, relax your thumb. Now, the next thing is, on a, especially on a lat pull-down, but also on a pull-up as well, is to let your arms fully stretch out. So go through that full range. So come to a dead hang. I like to say relax or stretch at the top or the bottom of the pull-up. Now, next up is to retract. Retract those shoulder blades down. So think about pulling your shoulder blades into your pockets, and that's one of our mental cues which I'll mention in a second. But retract those shoulder blades, so pull them down before you even think about pulling with your hands. Now, up next, you're going to keep those hands relaxed and just pull with the elbows. So instead of thinking about squeezing your hands and pulling with your hands and your forearms, think about initiating the pull-down or the pull-up with your elbows instead. Now, the mental cues you want to think about is thinking about pulling your elbows to your lats. Now, regardless of whether that's a pull-up or a pull-down, uh, something that I find really effective for clients on pull-ups in particular is to tell them to not think about pulling themselves up to the bar but instead think about pulling the elbows down to the lats, almost creating a bit of a W shape with your elbows as you pull them down. And that can be extremely effective. And then obviously, as I mentioned before, you're keeping those hands nice and relaxed. So everything is initiated with the elbows. So that's your pull-ups and your pull-downs. Very basic and simple. And another physical cue you could probably think about on those, especially pull-ups, is to actually think about engaging your abs because pull-ups in particular are one of the best core exercises you can do in the gym. They engage your abs so much more than people uh, would, would think. But if you're not bracing your abs, then you're going to feel like you're swinging around too much or not being able to keep straight. So I find by squeezing the glutes and the abs... It allows me to stay straight up and down without swinging around and and keeping my body nice and still. Alright, so that's two movements or exercises down. We're going to go into our third movement which I'm going to stay on the theme of upper body before we go to lower body and that is a row. So a single arm row, cable row, barbell row, regardless of what it is and all the cues are very, very similar. So what you want to think about on a row, physical cues, let's start with those. Firstly, you want to, again, think about relaxing your hands. So I find relaxing the thumb by putting it over the bar or the attachment or dumbbell, whatever it is, thumb over. That's going to allow me to relax my forearm and actually use my lap. The next thing is shoulder retraction before you pull. Now, after you've done that, you, all you want to do is initiate the movement with your elbow and pull it towards your hips. So all the movement, again, is initiated with the elbows, not the hands. Otherwise, you're going to be using a lot of forearm and a lot of bicep. Now, mentally on a row, all I'm saying to my client continually over and over and over again is pull your elbow or elbows to your hips, okay? So think about pulling that elbow to the hip, just keep it on that arc, and that's going to allow you to actually use your lats, because especially on a single-arm dumbbell row, a lot of people just pull their elbow straight up in the air, and all they're doing is using their rear out, sometimes not even that, I don't even know what they're using, using their back, using their bloody calves, I'm not too sure, but you think about pulling your elbow to your lat to engage that lat as much as possible, Now, a little side note on rows, especially with, well, in particular, cable rows or seated cable row, something that I've found extremely effective is to slightly alter the position of your body. So you want to keep your chest out and your shoulders back, but actually position your upper body forward. So lean forward. Now, what that's going to allow you to do is stretch out your lats on the end of the rep and contract your lats optimally at the top of the rep without rounding your shoulders. Again, we don't want to be using our rear delts on a, on a seated row or a single arm row. We want to be using our lats. So changing the body position can make a huge difference. And you'll, you'll often see this on my Instagram story or just my Instagram page. I get a lot of my clients to do it and I continually post on my story to try and help you guys because it's made a world of difference to not only me and my progression in terms of my lats, but also how my clients are feeling it. I can get them to do a, a row like they usually would. And then I'll say, hey, lean your body forward. Keep everything the same except hinge at the hips and lean forward. All of a sudden, the movement feels completely different. So give that one a try uh, and let me know what you think. Another upper body one. Now I'm not going to go through every single exercise today because, like I said, it's already a lot of stuff for you to remember. But these are the common ones that I see in the gym that I know I can help you with because it's like it's like that light bulb. Every time I what has clicked? That's not a light bulb, but anyway, every time I mention some of these cues to clients, all of a sudden the exercise changes completely. You know, I'll have someone that comes in who's, who's trained their whole life and never ever felt the, the stimulation through the muscle they're trying to work the way they do when we actually, uh, think about, um, different things with exercises and mental and physical cues. So I know they can be extremely effective. So our next exercise is the dumbbell lateral raise or kettlebell lateral raise, cable lateral raise, whatever. So we're trying to target our delts. Physically, what you want to think about firstly is relaxing the hand, so not tightening the hand too much. Next up, making sure that your shoulder blades are down in their pockets, so pulling your shoulder blades down, and think about pulling the dumbbells to the walls, and that's kind of a mental mental cue you can think about. Instead of lifting the dumbbells to the roof like a lot of people do, try and pull the dumbbells to the walls so your hands are finishing just below shoulder height or at shoulder height your elbow and your little finger should always be at the highest point. So when you're trying to figure out what angle to use on these dumbbell lateral raises, little finger, elbow should be at the highest point of the lift on every single rep and like I said, think about pulling those dumbbells out to the walls. Now, the the next two exercises, the next two movements are, I think, are very similar. So any form of tricep push down or dumbbell curl, uh, the cues are very very simple. Firstly, you want to stabilize your shoulder blades, so retract those shoulder blades, keep them pinned down, and secondly, it's very straightforward. Just keep your elbows locked in. It's a hinge movement, so the only part of your arm that should move is from the elbow down. Now, that means on a on a dumbbell or barbell curl, your elbow shouldn't be swinging up in front of your body. Your body shouldn't be moving around like you're doing some shitty deadlift. You want to keep your elbows locked in. Okay, so the only part of your arm that's moving is from the elbow down and in particular with the tricep press, make sure your hands are coming all the way back up pretty much in front of your chest or your shoulders to get that full stretch on the tricep before you then contract again. So that's a very, very simple one. Uh, the cues I'm just firing away all the time at clients is just keep those elbows locked in. Only part of the arm that moves from the elbow down and particularly with uh, with tricep movements, the tendency is to round the shoulders. So keep that chest out, elbows locked in and retract your shoulder blades because shoulder or scapular stability can be the downfall on a lot of exercises, not even just upper body but lower body as well. Now, the last one I want to bring up for upper body before we move on to lower is a chest fly, and in particular, a cable fly or a machine fly. I don't tend to do too much dumbbell flies, um, and that's just me personally, but I don't really think they're a great... It's a great exercise for your shoulders, so I just avoid it. There's plenty of other things you can do to stimulate the chest, um, such as a cable or pec fly. So the main thing you want to think about with this is thinking about pulling your biceps together, but you're actually going to stop them in line with the side of your body. So there's no need to cross your hands over, bring the dumbbells or the cables or the machine together till your hands are clashing. You want to control the movement, keep your chest out, shoulders pinned back, and think about bringing those elbows together without actually bringing them any closer than the side of your body. So if you can imagine it now, both hands are outside the body, relatively straight with a slight bend in the elbow there. Now you're contracting your chest, you're trying to bring your hands together, but you're actually going to stop them in line with the side of your body. Once they are in a position you, in this position you're thinking about pushing your elbows and your biceps together as hard as you possibly can so really contracting that chest and then and then come back out because that's what gives you that chest contraction it's not by slamming your hands together or crossing your hands over it's about bringing that elbow and that top part of your arm closer to the middle of your body that's really giving you the best contraction of your chest so that's an amazing one to think about it's a cue that I got from a past guest of the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast, Austin Current, who has gone on to do some ridiculous stuff in the fitness industry and is very, very, very big on exercise execution. So you can go back and check out the episode, episode we did. We actually spoke a lot about execution and why it's so important. It kind of pairs along really well and really nicely with today's show. So that's our upper body done. We're going to move on to the lower body. I'm going to keep it nice and simple. We're going to go through a squat, a deadlift, a Romanian deadlift, and lunges. Oh, five actually, and hip thrust. So our first movement, the squat, and this is regardless of whether you're doing front squat, back squat, body weight, whatever it is. Our physical cues. Firstly, feet need to be outside shoulder width majority of the time. Now, I probably should have mentioned this at the start of the episode, but there are going to be people that listen to this today and probably not agree with some of these cues. Now, for them and their body type or how they've been taught, they may find some of these cues to not work as well as others, and that is absolutely fine. The reason I'm sharing these with you is because with the majority of the people that I work with and for myself, this is what has worked. And when you look at things uh from, I guess, a bit of a distance and and look at the majority of people that I'm going to be working with, a lot of the time, these physical cues, the way I'm getting people to do their form and how they set up for a lift is going to be far more effective than trying to teach someone a particular form that may be a lot more difficult or a lot more technical when I'm only seeing them a few times a week. And for you guys, this is all going to make so much sense. And like I said, you're going to have to go back through and listen to it because I already feel like I've rambled on. And I probably already have, but, uh, you can go back through, listen to it, listen to the lists that, are going to be effective for you and, and helping you improve. And just sift through those and work through them because not all of you will need the tips that I'm giving you today. And, um, you know, I hope that you do get at least something out of these, but, uh, let's get back to this squat. And like I said, the foot position I've found for most people in terms of activating glutes and, uh, mobilizing, opening up the hips needs to be outside shoulder width with your feet turned out. So that's the first physical cue. Now the next thing you want to think about is knees have to follow the toes. So toes are facing out, so should your knees. From there you want to think whatever moves first, load first, loads first and that's one of our mental cues. So hips push back, knees push out and then we finish with a neutral pelvis with glutes on at the top. So just think hips back, knees out, glutes on and that's what I tell my clients to think about every single rep on a squat regardless of whether we're doing one rep, five reps, or 20 reps. It's hips back, knees out, glutes on at the top. And something that I've been really applying lately is the position of the chin. Now, I tell my clients to think about keeping a tennis ball between your chest and chin so chin stays down. So a lot of people look up, look at themselves in the mirror, look up towards the roof when it gets hard. But what you're actually doing is... Is disengaging the glutes and the hamstrings and the quads because, well, quads still get a fair fair workout, but by lifting the chest up, you lift your chest, you push, by lifting your chin up, sorry, you push your chest forward, which then transfers your weight forward. So a lot of the time, knees are gonna come forward, you're gonna lose the activation of your glutes, you're gonna get overextension through the lower back, and you're gonna, it's really gonna put a lot more load through the knees and lower back, which is not what we want. So hips back, knees out, chin stays down and always finish with a neutral pelvis at the top by squeezing the glutes. Our mental cues for a squat is think about trying to spread the floor with your feet. So you're really trying to push the floor apart and that's going to help you engage your glutes and obviously as I said before, think about having a tennis ball between your chest and chin um, and whatever moves first, loads first, that's something that really resonated with, with me when I first heard about it so i was kind of starting my squat from the knees i was bending from the knees which a lot of people do but i'm always loading up the knees instead of the glutes and the hips so as soon as i started to push my hips back first the squat changed completely for me i used to hate it i used to get back pain knee pain it used to absolutely suck now it's one of my favorite exercises because i'm actually doing it correctly Second exercise is a Romanian deadlift. Now, this is extremely hard to teach via a buddy podcast, but these cues are going to help a lot. So, with a Romanian deadlift, firstly, feet need to be inside shoulder width. Secondly, weight needs to stay as close to the middle of your body as possible, so keep the bar right on your legs, the kettlebell in between your legs, the dumbbells on your legs, whatever it is. The next thing, knees need to be slightly bent, so just think soft knees. Now, when you actually perform in the exercise, it's a hinge movement. Okay, so a lot of people push their hips back instead of up. But what ideally you want to be thinking about is not how low the weight is or how low the bar is on your shins or the kettlebell, but more thinking about how high your hips are towards the roof. So mental cues. These are things that I like to get people to do is stand right in front of a wall and I get them to think about not letting their bum touch the wall. So hips are to the roof and the whole time we're doing the exercise, I'm thinking about, I'm telling the client and I'm thinking myself, I'm trying to spread the floor with my feet to activate my glutes. I'm trying to lift my hips to the roof, trying to pretend I've got a tennis ball between my chest and chin, so I'm keeping my chin down and on the way up, I'm pushing the floor away with my feet. So on the eccentric part of a Romanian deadlift, so the way down, you're transferring most of the weight through the front of your feet. On the way up, you're pulling through your heels. So on the way down, you really want to transfer that weight forward slightly to get the biggest stretch through your hamstring that you possibly can. When your hips are at their highest point, you stop the weight there. There's absolutely zero point in going any lower to the floor because you're just using your back. And on the way up, we're driving our heels into the floor, trying to push that floor away with our feet and finish with glutes on. Okay, so pelvis neutral, glutes on. We reset and we go again. And that's something that can really help you guys in every single lift in the gym is that each rep is a rep on its own. Okay, so particularly with high rep sets, people just fly through it. Okay, and really only put much emphasis on the last couple reps when it starts to get hard or when they're near the end of the set. But each rep needs to be the perfect rep. And if you're constantly thinking about doing the perfect rep every single rep, I guarantee your training is going to improve, your results are going to absolutely skyrocket and you're going to feel much better about your training. It's going to be far more effective. Next exercise is a deadlift. Now, obviously, we have the conventional, we have sumo, trap bar. There's all different types of deadlifts that we can do, but I think the cues are very, very similar. So the weight needs to be as close to your body as possible. That's the first thing. Second thing, you should always grip the bar as tight as possible to really fire up that central nervous system. In my opinion, hips need to be just above 90 degrees, so a lot of people start almost in a squat-like position on a deadlift, which is not fantastic in terms of engaging glutes. So hips are above 90 degrees, slightly. Shoulder blades are retracted, so arms are locked. Think long arms. Retract those shoulder blades as tight as possible. Everything needs to be tight before you pull from the floor. And from that point there, we're keeping our chin down, as if we've got a tennis ball between the chest and chin. Nothing changes. It applies for pretty much all lower body movements. And then from there, we're thinking about pushing the floor away with our feet. So drive those heels down into the ground and finish with a neutral pelvis. So that's the physical cues. The mental side of things is, as I've already mentioned, a few of them. Firstly, we're thinking about keeping that tennis ball between chest and chin. When you're trying to lock your arms in, I like to tell my clients to pull their shoulder blades down into their pockets, as in the pockets that are in their pants or their shorts. Okay, so shoulder blades down into your pockets. Everything's engaged before we pull and from there we think about pushing the floor away with our feet. It's almost like a hip thrust. Okay, It's definitely not a squat. But if you start to think of your deadlift like a hip thrust, you're trying to push that floor away, really leverage into the ground and drive those hips forward, you're going to notice a huge difference and also not only in how easy the lift is when you do it properly but how much you actually use your glutes and hamstrings. Okay, So they're the things I like to think about and again at the top, another massive mistake that I see and you can fix this straight away. And this is exactly the same for kettlebell swings as well, as people finish in an overextended position. So you get to the top of the deadlift, and people are like leaning right back and completely arching their lower back, which all that's going to do is load up through your lower spine. And that's not what we want. So finish with a neutral pelvis. Think pelvis tucked right back, belly button in towards your spine, and glutes on. But do not lean back with your upper body. Finish up nice and straight. Moving on to our last two movements, and again, I really hope you guys have taken something from today's episode. I do feel like uh, there is a lot here, and uh, I'm hoping you can take bits and pieces away from it, but like I said, the way I want you to use this is soak it all up today, take it all in, and then come back and listen to this when you need it in the gym. That's what I'm doing is to try and help you with your training. So our second last movement I want to mention is the lunge. Now, whether this is a Bulgarian split squat, a regular split squat, a walking lunge, static lunge, whatever it is, we want to make sure that our feet are nice and far apart. Okay, so we've got big steps or or wide feet. From there, belly button comes in towards the spine. So we're tucking our pelvis back, so neutral pelvis. After that, I get people to slightly lean their chest over their quads, so slightly leaning forward, almost at the bottom position if, as if you're at the start of a sprint and then weight needs to stay through that front heel. The back leg should be doing as little as possible, should be as completely relaxed if possible um, and mentally what we're thinking about is every time we step forward on a walking lunge we're thinking about pushing the floor away, moving up and forward Otherwise, if you're doing static lunge, Bulgarian split squat, we're thinking about relaxing that back leg, dropping straight up and down, weight stays through that front heel. We're really engaging the the glutes, the quads, the hamstrings of that front leg. Now, last exercise that I'm going to bring up, and this is an amazing exercise, um... One of my absolute favorites at the moment and something I've been trying to help a lot of people with because I think it's very, very beneficial, not only for strength and muscle, but also for performance, um, for improving posture, reducing back pain, and that is the hip thrust. Now, it could be barbell hip thrust, dumbbell across your waist, body weight, whatever it is. Now, when we set up for this, especially when we're using a box, which I would highly recommend if it's, if that's available to you, is to set up with your mid back leaning against the box with the barbell hip thrust in particular. So mid back against the box. Next physical cue we're thinking about is where our feet are. So bring them nice and close to your body. Some people find with their feet straight best. Some people find with their feet out best. Some even find with their feet turned in. So like pigeon toe to be best. Find what position gives you the best activation and stick with it. do It doesn't matter what anyone else says. Wherever you feel it the most is where you're going to do it. From there, we pull our belly button in towards our spine, so pelvis stays tucked right back. Now, this is where it gets a bit funky, and a lot of people have, you know, a a bit, uh, I guess, find this a little bit unnatural, and because most of the time, we're telling you to do the complete opposite, but what you're actually going to do is round your shoulders and your chest, so keep them nice and rounded, and keep your head forward, so tuck that chin in and keep your eyes forward so that you're not leaning back on the box, because, when you push your hips up and you lean back on the box, what you're doing is pushing your lower back into overextension. Uh, you're getting too much of an arch through the lower back and you're using a lot of your lower back to move the weight. So you're most likely going to get tight to the lower back, get a bit of pain. So to eliminate that, we want to keep our pelvis almost in a posterior tilt for as long as we can in every single rep of every set. So to do that, we pull belly button in towards spine. Keep head forward, shoulders rounded. Now, mentally, what you're trying to think about with this is once you've got that set up perfect, you want to move the weight fast, so up quick, down quick, keeping everything nice and tight, okay? So belly button in towards spine, brace those abs, round your shoulders, head forward, explode off the floor, and come all the way back down to the floor in between every rep. Now, as I mentioned before, the barbell hip thrust is probably one of my favorite lifts at the moment, especially for glutes, so if you're doing this properly, this can be an absolute game changer. So Really work on this and I actually put a video of this exercise on my Instagram the other day and, and explain what I just explained to you then, how to set up. So if you're more of a visual learner, feel free to go and check out my Instagram because a lot of the things I've explained today I do bring up on my Instagram which is at djkfitness. But that's that's all the exercises I want to go over today. Like I said, it's a lot. Go back through it. Use it when you need it. Let me know if you find it effective. Now, this is one that I really want some feedback on, guys, because if it's changed your training... Then it can lead to so many benefits. So if, if today's episode has been helpful, I ask you very very nicely, please to take a screenshot, post it on your Instagram story, and tag me in it so I can see who has found some you know some value from today's show and who's finding it effective. Even if you get a, a uh, even if you don't post a screenshot of the episode, if you get a video or a picture of you doing the of the exercise where some of these cues have helped. Tag me in it again. I love to hear your feedback, but most of all, I hope you have taken something from today's show. We've got some really cool guests coming up on the show, and you know, sometimes I don't know whether these ideas are actually going to be beneficial to you guys and the listeners, or whether you just want to hear guests. But today, um, this was on my mind, and I wanted to share it with you. So hopefully, you've taken some value. I hope you're having a fucking awesome day, um, and. Yeah, if you haven't hit that subscribe button, please do because all the support is much appreciated. I want to try and help as many people as I can, which I mention pretty much every single week. And if you're tuning in today, you're helping me achieve that goal. So thank you so much. And I can't wait to share next episode, the next week's episode with you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, and I will talk to you again very, very soon.